Welcome to Zichud Asimad, I'm Rabbi Avram Golder, and today we're Yuma, Daf Ein Ches, the eighth parak, Yom Kippurim. So the three topics we're going to focus on, number one, Yudah Bar Gorogoro is taught in a brisa, Asalashev al Gabitina by Yom Kippurim. It's forbidden to sit on mud on Yom Kippur. Rashi explains that the moistness of the mud affects a pleasure like washing. Rabbi Shubin Levi said, Ubatina Batapachas, and the brisa speaks of mud that oozes moisture. Abai said, Ubatopeach amanasuat piach, and the brisa speaks of mud that is moist to the degree that it can give whatever it touches the capacity to moisten something else. Rebuda said, It is permitted to cool oneself with fruits, and he would cool himself off with squash. Rabba would cool himself off with a baby. Rabba would cool himself off with a silver cup. Point number two, Rabba Lazar was asked two questions. The second one being, What's not locked with regard to going out with a sandal made of rush? When the mission prohibits wearing shoes, does it mean shoes in the strict halachic sense of shoes, which are shoes made from leather, or does it mean to prohibit any footwear? Rav Yitzhak Bar Nachmani rose to his feet and said that he observed Yeshua Levi going out with a sandal made of Russian Yom Kippur, which proves it's permitted. He asked him what the halach is on a tiny zebra, and Rav Yishub Levi said there's no difference. Rav Yudah went out in Yom Kippur with sandals made of hitni, which Rush explains is a type of rush. Abai went out with sandals made of palm leaves. Rabba went out with sandals made of grass. And Rabba Bar would wrap a kerchief around his foot and go out. And point number three, was taught in a brace that Tinokas Mutar Mukuan Chutzmani Sandal. Small children are permitted to engage in all the pleasures that are prohibited in Yom Kippur except for wearing shoes. After the Gemara's first explanation for why wearing shoes is different is challenged, the Gemara concludes that the Rabban prohibited those pleasures such as wearing shoes that are not necessary for a child's development. But the Rabban did not prohibit those pleasures such as washing and anointing that are necessary for the child's development. Rabbi said, Amrli Aim, my mother told me, referring to the nursemaid that raised him after his mother died in childbirth, the development of a child requires bathing him in warm water and anointing with oil. When he grows a bit older, it requires feeding him egg with kutach, the dipping sauce made of sour milk, moldy bread, crust, and salt. Galdoputa taburimane. When he grows a bit older, it requires his breaking utensils. Rush explains that one must give his child utensils to break so that the child can satisfy his impulses. This is in line with Rabba's practice of buying inexpensive cracked clay utensils for his sons, and they would break them. So once again, the three points are number one, review to Barogoro is taught in a brisa. It's forbidden to sit on mud in Yom Kippur. Rashi explains that the moistness of the mud affects a pleasure like washing. Rabbi Shubin Levi said, And the Baraisa speaks of mud that oozes moisture. And Abai said, And the Baraisa speaks of mud that's moist to the degree that it can give whatever it touches the capacity to moisten something else. Rabbi Yudah said, It is permitted to cool oneself with fruits. And he would cool himself off with squash. Rabbi would cool himself off with a baby. Rabbi would cool himself off with a silver cup. Point number two, Rabbi Lezer was asked two questions. The second one being, What's the halacha with regard to going out with a sandal made of rush? When the Mishnah prohibits wearing shoes, does it mean shoes in the strict halachic sense of shoes, which are shoes made from leather, or does it mean to prohibit any footwear? Rabbi Yitzhak Bar Nachmani rose to his feet and said that he observed Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi going out with a sandal made of rush in Yom Kippur, which proves it's permitted. He asked him what's the halach on a tiny seba, and Rabbi Shubin Levi said that there's no difference. Rabbi Yudah went out in Yom Kippur with sandals made of hitting, which Rashi explains is a type of rush. Abai went out with sandals made of palm leaves. Rabbi went out with sandals made of grass. And Rabbi Baruch would wrap a kerchief around his foot and go out. And point number three, was taught in a brace, that Tinokas Mutar Mekuan Chutzman Yil Small children are permitted to engage in all the pleasures that are prohibited in Yom Kippur, except for wearing shoes. After the Gemara's first explanation for why wearing shoes is different, the challenge the Gemara concludes the Rabban prohibited those pleasures such as wearing shoes that are not necessary for the child's development. But the Rabban did not prohibit those pleasures such as washing and anointing that are necessary for the child's development. For Abai said, Amrli Aim, my mother told me, referring to the nursemaid that raised him after his mother died in childbirth, 
The development of a child requires bathing him in warm water and anointing with oil. When he grows a bit older, it requires feeding him egg with kutach, the dipping sauce made of sour milk, moldy bread crust, and salt. When he grows a bit older, it requires his breaking utensils. Rashi explains that one must give his child utensils to break so the child can satisfy his impulses. This is in line with Rubba's practice of buying inexpensive cracked clay utensils for his sons, and they would break them. All right, so now it's time to go to our Simber Daf Ein Ches, and this one comes to us by way of Jeremy Shywitz from Woodmere, New York, as well as Yeshua Eisenberg, who both suggested that Ein Ches is a child going, ach. So here goes. The child sitting in the moist mud going, ach, while trying to cool himself down with a cold squash, got so upset when his sandals made of rush got dirty. They started breaking cracked, clay kaleen. Once again, it's emotion. The child sitting in the moist mud going, ach, child going, ach, that must be more enough, ein ches. The child sitting in the moist mud going, ach, while trying to cool himself down with a cold squash, which reminds us it's forbidden to sit on mud in Yom Kippur because the moistness of the mud affects a pleasure like washing. Rabbi Shubin Levi said, Batina Matapachas, and the Bryce speaks of mud that oozes moisture, and Abai said, Batapayach Almanaslat Piach, and the Bryce speaks of mud that is moist to the degree that it can give whatever it touches the capacity to moisten something else. But you just said it's permitted to cool oneself down with fruits. So the child sitting in the moist mud going, ugh, while trying to cool himself down with a cold squash, got so upset when his sandals made of rush got dirty, which reminds us it's permitted to wear non-leather shoes on Yom Kippur such as rush, for when the Mishnah prohibited wearing shoes, it meant shoes in the halachic sense, such as leather shoes, but not footwear made of other material. So the child sitting in the moist mud going, ugh, while trying to cool himself down with a cold squash, got so upset when his sandals made of rush got dirty, they started breaking cracked. Clay Kaleen, which reminds us small children are permitted to engage in all the pleasures of prohibiting Yom Kippur except for wearing shoes. For the Rabban did not prohibit pleasures such as washing and anointing that are necessary for the child's development. For Abai said, his adopted mother told him that the development of a child requires bathing him in warm water and anointing him with oil. And when he grows a bit older, it requires breaking utensils so that the child can satisfy his impulses. This is in line with Rabba's practice of buying inexpensive cracked clay utensils for his sons to break. So once again, the child sitting in the moist mud going, ugh, while trying to cool himself down with a cold squash, got so upset when his sandals made a rush got dirty that he started breaking cracked clay kaleen. All right, now it's time to go to our four-block back Hazara. Dafine Dalad, so the simmer Dafine Dalad is an aide, a witness. So here goes. The witness, witness, that must be more on Dafine Dalad, aid. The witness observed the men who ate two half shears of food on Yom Kippur, which reminds the Gemara brings the reasons behind the Malchokas of Chesi Shir. Rabbi Yochanan says that Chesi Shir is Asmanator, since the Chesi Shir he now eats is fit to combine with more of the same forbidden food to complete the full shear. Rish Lakish says Chesi Shir is Mutiminator, for the Torah stated that eating certain foods is prohibited, and when eating a Chesi Shir, there is no halakhic act of eating. So the witness observed the men who ate two half shears of food on Yom Kippur because he felt afflicted sitting in the hot sun, which reminds us, it could be thought that when the Torah states, Tanus naf shosechem, you shall afflict yourselves, this means that one should sit in the hot sun or in the cold in order to suffer. Therefore, the Torah states, and you shall not do any work. So just as the mitzvah of not doing malach is a command to sit and not do, so to the mitzvah of afflicting yourself is a command to sit and not do. That is, the mitzvah of affliction requires not a direct inflicting of pain and discomfort, but a refraining from any activity that relieves such suffering. So the witness observed the man who ate two half shears of food on Yom Kippur because he felt afflicted sitting in the hot sun, and the food didn't satiate him because it was colorless 
like the man. Which reminds us, the Gemara determines that the Inu of Yom Kippur is derived from the Inu of the man, and there's a Malchus regarding what the Inu of the man was. One said, One who has bread in his basket is not at all similar to one who does not have bread in his basket. The other one said, One who sees what he eats is not at all similar to one who cannot see what he eats. Dafain Hay, so the similar Dafain Hay is an Amart. So here goes. The Amarts, Amarts, that must mean one Daf. Ein hey. The Amarts who love fish so much, he wore a big button with a picture of a fish on it, which reminds us of the Makos about the meaning of the word Daga in the Pasuk, as the a Daga, Shernochem Mitzrayim Chinam. Remember the fish Daga that we ate in Mitzrayim, free of charge. Once a Daga refers to actual fish that they ate in the buns in Mitzrayim that was not available to them in the Midbar. The other one said the word Daga refers to Arayos, and they were complaining that certain marital relations they enjoyed in Mitzrayim were now prohibited by the Torah. So the Amarts who loved fish so much he wore a big button with a picture of a fish on it couldn't understand why he had to walk so far out to collect his man, which reminds us of the three different ways the man fell for the Siddiquim, Benonim, and Rishayim. So the Amarts who loved fish so much he wore a big button with a picture of a fish on it couldn't understand why he had to walk so far out to collect his man and always carry a shovel with him, which reminds us of the various interpretations of the Pasuk, Lechem Abirim Achel Ish, Humans ate a beer and bread. Rekiva said a beer and bread is lechem shemalchi shars ochenoso, bread that the malchim eat. Rabbi Shmuel said it's bread that's absorbed in the 248 avarim limbs of the human body. The Gemara will give different pshatim why they were commanded to have a shovel. Dafayin vav, so the simmer dafayin vav is an IV tube, intravenous tube. So here goes. The patient hooked to an IV, IV, that must mean we're on dafayin vav. The patient hooked up to an IV dreamed he was lying next to a mountain of man, which reminds us of the discussion regarding the amount of man that fell. One opinion is that it was piled up 60 amos high, and the second opinion is, is that the man came down from Bnei Israel and went to accumulate and rise higher and higher until all the kings of the east and west could see it, as it says in the Pasuk, Tarkofana Shulchan Neged you prepare a table for me in view of my tormentors. So the patient hooked up to an IV dreamed he was lying next to a mountain of man while eating his drink, which reminds us that Shtia Bechla Achila is learned from the Patsuk of Maishasheni, where it refers to eating Shechar, which is a drink. So the patient hooked up to an ivy dreamed he was lying next to a mountain of man, while eating his drink, because his doctor made him abstain from a hot shower and an anointing. Which reminds us that the source for abstaining from Rechitz of Asicha is learned from the Pasuk of Daniel, where he says, Sachti, and I did not anoint myself with an anointing, when he shared how he mourned when Korsh reneged on his promise to allow the Jews to rebuild the base of Migdash. Dafein Zayn, so similar Dafein Zayn is an A's, a goat. So here goes. The goat, goat, that must mean one Daf Ein Zayn. The goat loaded up with a sack of cooling coals, which reminds us that Gabriel cooled down the burning coals that were taken from among the Kruvim and were meant to be cast down in Yishalayim to mitigate the disaster. And when he reported back that he carried out his mission, he was censured for his actions and removed from his post for 21 days. When he sees that the Tsar Pras is seeking to impose a head tax on the Jews, he defends the Jews by asking if the nations of the world are fit to rule over Tom the Chachami, even when their wives are praised for denying themselves sleep for the sake of the Torah. He was eventually reinstated when he spoke up on Daniel's behalf, which is the meaning of the words, Vani Basi B'dvarecha. So the goat loaded up with a sack of cooling coals and walking neck deep in a stream, which reminds us one who's going to visit his father or Rebbe or someone who's greater than him in Chochmah may pass through a stream up until his neck in water, and he need not be concerned that this violates the prohibition against washing since it's a mitzvah. He may also cross the stream to prevent a financial loss. So the goat loaded up with a sack of cooling coals and walking neck deep in a stream got an uneasy feeling when he felt the current was strong and saw that even a mighty boat couldn't cross it, which reminds us of the stream in Yechezkel's vision that flowed from the Kodesh Kodesh and became so powerful that he couldn't cross it neck deep in the water, nor could even mighty boats cross it. All right, so that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Goldman Zichu, wishing you a great day and great learning.